Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That is the theme. That's the theme of our show, our life. It, it, It means many things. Stop dying. Don't die. Right. But never more so than when your kid is sick. Like, <laughs> you know, we're doing it, we're doing it late. I appreciate you guys waiting on me. It's like late at night. I've been dealing with Idris has a bacterial infection in his eyes. Uh, and yeah. And I said, well, is it from poop? And they said, no, that's, it's from other, uh, other source. And I said, well, what? Cause pink eye is from poop. You know, right. I'm an expert at, I'm an expert at childhood diseases. Let me guess cat. No, it can be anything. So as you guys know, well-documented from being here and doing the podcast here for years. And then the song that I wrote about this house, we have a Creek that runs through the front yard right mm-hmm. oh and it's been running a lot because of the rain last week bacteria we were down in the creek uh. this is something see little modern babies don't have the bacterial resistance Bob. of the creek water that's, that's, <laughs> that's we think it's no. we think it's the creek water and then elvis said we found leeches in the creek believe oh, it or not no what are, why are there leeches in the creek what are leeches Bob. hey what let, are me, leeches? let me tell you about creek water okay there's all kinds of runoff from farms and fertilizer and all kinds of bacteria from cow manure and everything no oh no dear creek, no creek is safe well ours though it looks so charming and beautiful with the rocky sides you guys have seen it so neat yeah creek run through the backyard it's front yard it's fucking gross and and filled with horrible <laughs> things <laughs> so you you so it's more like a moat so when i told the doctor that well we were playing in the creek out in front of our house <laughs> did, he, did he just he's go like this, this? He's, this he's like persian guy like a 60 year old persian guy he looks at me and he's just like uh like and he just paused and he's like he didn't know what to say and i know what he was thinking what are we in fucking Arkansas, you <laughs> retard? <laughs> so polluted. <laughs> yeah. That's- so I think that was our last adventure in the creek. I would hope so. Yeah. You yeah. know, I thought, well, but the funny thing is, like, I had Elvis down there too, trying to be nature people, trying to be, you know, back to the back to the country. There's this thing floating, and Elvis goes, "That's poop." And Chris goes, "It's not poop. Stop!" And like making Chris Sydney feel like there's poop in the creek. He's right. He's right. Uh, no, you know what it was—a leech. Chrissy, like I scooped it up with a stick, and she goes, "That's a leech." Now I want to know what are leeches and where do they come from? They're really <laughs> gross looking. They're fucking <laughs> gross. I, I believe they come from cattle. <laughs> oh God! There. <laughs> You know what? I, I don't know where they come from, but I know they're blood sucking parasites. And, but you know, I think you've got something there, Bob, because I grew up in Fountain Valley and 
We used to go to Miles Square, all the runoff little ditches there, and catch tadpoles yeah. when I was little. And, and crawfish. We, didn't, we, didn't, we used to catch crawfish in them. You put it, you put it, you go to the market, you get 29 cents worth of liver, you try tie a string to it, and then throw it in the creek and wait a few minutes. And then these crawfish grab hold of it and you just yank them out of the water. And we used to, my mom used to make them. We used to eat them out of the dirty wash, overwash. Yeah. Wash. Right. But, but we, you know, and we didn't go from, we didn't go from playing and catching the tadpoles to washing our hands before we ate and we rubbed our eyes and all that stuff. So I know. Did you get the water infections? So here's the weird thing. So this ooze at first, when it comes out, it's kind of clear, but then it gets yellowy and then you're constantly wiping it out, which he hates. And then his eyes swell up. He looks like a fucking raccoon. Then this Aww. afternoon, I'm napping with him, just holding him because you got to kind of hold him up. So I don't know. So it drips down. So, and then I fell asleep. And then we woke up and he was screaming. And his eyebrows, his eyelashes were sealed shut from the fucking. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. like one years old and you wake up and you can't open your eyes? Can you imagine the fucking freak out in a tiny little brain and a baby? That's so, got, yeah. So so it's acting like conjunctivitis, like pink eye, because that's what that does. Where you got to do a, a a hot towel compress to get your eyes open. Well, they don't know what it's not pink eye. I mean, it's been ruled out that it's pink eye right. because it's so serious. It's just oozing. It just pours out of his eyes. So they, they give well, a couple drops? days ago, they thought his tear duct was clogged. And then there's nothing to do with that but hot compresses. And then it got worse and worse. And he rubs his eyes so much, I swear to God, he looks like a raccoon. But I'm so, I'm such an, uh, what is what is the word for me? I'm not, I am selfish. But <laughs> no, I'm, wait. <laughs> but I'm, I never really thought <laughs> What of, is the word for me? What's the best word to like, describe <laughs> me? Chuck, don't the take the bait. Don't, don't take not, it. Don't take the bait. Well, asshole is what Pete Weiss would say. <laughs> so the duality of caring so much about my kid and wanting to help him and sitting up and holding him upright and sitting, standing in line at the fucking Kaiser pharmacy for two hours to get this drops. Um but on another hand, this might ruin Coachella for me. And I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm doing these scenarios in my head. Like, well, if he gets even worse, we probably can't go to Coachella. But Sydney would, and Elvis want to go. So maybe I'll just take them and leave Chrissy home with the sick baby. Like, I'm, I'm really concerned well, about What Coachella. is it, 1950? <laughs> yeah. It's mom, mama. You got to be taking care of the kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dad's got oh. a party to go to, man. Yeah, we had a party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we got a, what do we got? Uh, what's it called? What the old uh, old people used to call. Yeah, we got a corporate getaway this weekend. Yeah, I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't miss that. <laughs> Where they just go golfing and get drunk all weekend. <laughs> what yeah. bands do you want to, what bands do you actually want to see it? at Coachella. I can't see one single band that I want to see. I, I don't get it. Oh, the weekend. I want to see, I want to see Harry Styles. I want to see his androgynous outfit. A lot of he's things. A, at he's Coachella, a good singer. Yeah. A lot of things at Coachella though. I just want to see the, the walkout and the fucking stage thing and how wacky and big pop music is. And then after about four or five songs, I just walk to another stage. 
but I want to see Harry Styles walk out. You know what that's going to be like? Is he going to be dressed in a dress, Chuck? What's the odds that Harry Styles is going to wear male clothing at Coachella? On I don't Friday know. Night? Let's check Vegas odds. Vegas odds. <laughs> Mike's in you Vegas. Know, Aren't you in Vegas, Mike? I am not. I'm at He's Long, in Long Beach Arena right now, yeah. but tomorrow morning I drive to Vegas. You are correct. Who's at the Long Beach Arena tonight? Uh, it's we are putting in Disney on ice, and I have an hour. Oh my god, Disney on ice! Yeah, if you ever want tickets, you know the guy to get from maybe, maybe going to Disney on ice would fix his eyes. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> put some, but you but, know, um, I did find out that leeches are freshwater, they're only in ponds, they are just they just grow from 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 what like the pond fuck water. Did, well, if they don't suck onto your leg to get blood out of you, what do they live on? Fish. Uh, Frogs, Fish, anything that's them. dumb enough. You know, babies that people put in the water. Um, <laughs> these, uh, they were very small and very skinny, right? And pointed tails and big mouth, right? Can I send you guys pictures from how happy he was in the creek? Can you guys get pictures while we're doing this? Oh no, God. I mean, it was worth it on a certain level. Look at how happy this child is, you guys. Wow, Just hold on. A, it could have gave him a bacterial infection that could have killed him. <laughs> Fuck, man. You know? Dude, <laughs> but he's so happy down in there. Yeah. Look at how happy he is. He's yeah, so he's happy a, down he, in the creek with the leeches. He's, he's so happy <laughs> down in the creek with the leeches. Daddy, can we play with the leeches? <laughs> Look at him. He's, I think there's leeches on his legs right here. Uh, don't drive he, on your RV on icy roads. <laughs> don't put the kids in the pond. It's fucking full Look at stuff. how happy they are. They're down in the leech filled yeah. creek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, well. How do I Chrissy, get was, Chrissy was down in there. She didn't get no, no bacterial infection yeah, yet. I guess. I guess. She, I don't know. She's older like us. She's been exposed to more Yeah, things. the immune. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. He's a fucking baby. He's a fucking yeah. baby. He needs to grow, grow a pair. Yeah, he really <laughs> needs to suck it up oh, and start God. fighting things up. Oh, you know, I, if wait, you can't do this it this one by, picture where he's so what? happy, you guys got to see. Look at how happy he is in the Leechville Creek right there. Oh. That's the joy of does leeches have, right there. Does he have leeches on his face? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm getting. I'm getting a spinning wheel. I don't know what you guys are. Okay. Uh, I'm. I got. I got him sitting down on the rock, happier than a pig and shit. And then another yeah. one works. <laughs> He's so happy. Yeah. He's not happy. He's not happy post creek, but he's happy in the creek. Well, that's a life lesson. Sometimes the things that are real fun, you end up paying the price for later. And that's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking that's a good one. Might as well right learn Might as well learn it when you're one years old. Shouldn't have to learn that in sober living, Chuck. You should right. learn it when you're one. So you can go when he goes, yeah, but what about smoking pot? You'll go, remember the leeches? <laughs> <laughs> Same shit. <laughs> so, so I got to tell you, so I go. So it was after six o'clock by the time we were able to see a doctor on the Zoom call. Um, I'm also not good when they say they'll call in 45 minutes. I forget. And then they call and call and call. And then I don't answer. Yeah, it's just like calamity of errors today. So. Then they finally call in, it sees the doctor, calls in the prescription, and it was like 520. 
and all pharmacies around our house close at 5 30 like in claremont in um san Dimas. the only one is in baldwin park hospital so i went over there in rush hour traffic and got the drops and then the guy is explaining to me the drops how they're used you know when you get so i wait in line um I might as well add, I waited double the time. I waited 45 minutes. I got to the phone line. I had a poop attack. I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and of I was course. hoping to finish the poop attack <laughs> and get back because the guy behind me was cool. We were talking about how horrible the American healthcare system is. So if I could have gotten back in time, but he was already through the line. And uh -huh. I had to go to the back of the line. So it took like an hour and 20 minutes to get to the front. So I get there. And this is a this is this started at noon and this is probably at seven o'clock this is a seven hour adventure to get drops for his eyes right the, the pharmacist comes over like he's going to tell you how to administer it you know you ever have that at the pharmacy mm -hmm. they have to tell you you know only take this with that da, 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 da. so he comes over and he goes you'll want to put two drops in each eye and hold shut for one to two minutes each eye. Oh, right. Right. With the little kid. I said, their eyes are shut. you seeing the age of the, for one-year-olds? Is this the right medicine? And he says, yes, for one-year-olds. I said, how would one do that, sir? He goes, take wet uh, 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 washcloth, put the drops in, then hold the washcloth over his eye for a minute, two minutes. I said, have you ever heard a baby scream? <laughs> oh. can you imagine <laughs> what the fuck is that who who at the who at the medical center said hey you know we could use this on babies here's what you do you put two drops in the eye and hold the eyelids shut and hold them in a very clenched position just, while they scream and yell gently <laughs> are you i mean gently you know do you have five point restraints <laughs> Because you know Elvis is getting older, and five point restraints come in real handy. Did you ask him to teenagers? give you a gallon of the stuff so that you can hold I said, his well, legs that's and dip thing. his head in? <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Mike is a dad like me. So what did I do? I came home. I put four drops in each eye and said, "Fuck it, roll with it." I just <laughs> go play. So how, that how hopefully drop, enough, how are the drops going to fall out? I don't get how drops are going to fall out. How? Well, yeah, once they're in the eye, they're in the fucking eye. There's a there's a magic to timing it because he closes his eyes and we're holding him pretty tight with his arms down. And then he opens his eyes, I do the droplet. Boom, he shuts that eye. Right? That's down in there shut. Yeah. Then I wait for the other one. He opens, opens, boom. And I get four times. So it probably yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah, or he'll be or he'll be blinded by the overdose. <laughs> I think that's a little T trauma. <laughs> <laughs> He can share about that. He can He's share about that starting. in the outpatient in the outpatient program. When I was one, when I was one, my dad. Me. I have a podcast where my dad says how he fucking <laughs> physically <laughs> abused me. Yeah, it would be on the BPS physical <laughs> physical little, abuse. Father, the little pharmacist, one. dude. The little pharmacist just reading the rules to you. So you put two drops in each eye and then hold eyelids shut for one to two minutes. Yeah, I just looked. I I looked at him. I was just like, "You gotta be kidding me!" I was like, "Is this a candid camera? What the fuck is going on?" They're just waiting an hour and, and he's forty five minutes, just looking at you, going, "That's like the simplest procedure I've ever done." Yeah. Anybody <laughs> and this guy's giving me a bunch of shit. Why is this guy? No, I didn't give nice. him shit. I knew not to give him shit. I just said, 
I, and I looked at this stuff and I said, are you sure this is for babies? Because I thought there's no way they, you can think you could do that to a baby. There's no way. Oh, man, that, that was a perfect opportunity for the doctor to just to go, oh, no, it's for you. You do it <laughs> your eyes. Wait, why is it, why is it and have an accent now? <laughs> he did. He was like a Filipino guy. I, hate <laughs> oh, I, I thought he was Indian. I was like, oh, oh yeah. look at these doctors. No, it's for you. Hey, you know what? I, I got to say, you know, that as, as the descent of intelligence in America goes up, Almost every doctor I interface with is foreign. Yeah. Is there, is there a correlation there? Is there, let me is there just a say that I, I love the Indian accent, you know, from, from India. I love that accent where they kind of bring their words up at the it's end. It's so go, oh, happy. <laughs> it's so happy. It's so great. It's well, like, I love it really does when we had him, when we had him on the, uh, you know, it's just, it's just madness, this stuff. Um, the, the way that they communicate, like the the simplest thing I said to when we were talking to the Kaiser person to get the prescription, I said, you know, Amazon is amazing. Like delivery services, UPS. Can't you just like, instead of have everybody drive 50 miles to a hospital and stand in line, can't you just like deliver that shit within six hours or eight hours like it seems like our healthcare system is so broken it's so broken and i told chrissy i you know elvis uh got something when we were down in brazil brazilian healthcare you walk in takes like 10 minutes they fucking see you you pay whatever 20 real or whatever and you're gone it's a fucking the American healthcare system is so broken. And then I, I realized because the American population is so unhealthy that the healthcare system is overloaded. You're not supposed to have half the country on five different medicines. You know what I mean? So there's like so many right. people getting well, medicine. You, you have a point. You have a point there. The drug dealers have figured out how to get the drugs right to your door. I, yeah, you can get, <laughs> I can get pot. Yeah. I can get pot. I can get pot here in two hours. I can't get fucking drugs. Or less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, That's in crazy. Mexico, you can just walk into a pharmacy and get whatever you need. You know, yeah. there, there's there's a lot of different ways we could look at that, especially with medications. Why do medications that come from a doctor, especially like things like drops? Drops? Why, drops. Why, is, why does that have to go... Why does that have to be like that? Why not tele telemedicine for that? Why not you do a quick telemedicine? We did telemedicine, but you have to get the medicine. You have to go to the hospital anyways to get the medicine. So why right. would you, you know, just like it's it's so goofy? The but at that system. point, they send you a teleprescription for something that's non-narcotic, and you should be able to go to any place, any store that sells uh, anything else. They oh, the first pharmacy. The, the so there's an outpatient pharmacy. So, like I said, our, our where we could have gotten it here by our house, they all close at five thirty. Wonderful, as if people aren't sick after five thirty. Uh, it's just you know, it's another pet peeve of mine. I'm sure they open at nine a.m. and nobody's there. This is another <laughs> pet peeve of mine. Why does school have to start at eight a.m.? Nobody's going to work anymore. So, why does school still have to start at eight a.m.? <laughs> by the way, by the way, I'm, we're two for two this week. It's Tuesday. Both days, Sydney was on time, in through the gate, out with her classroom, out on the yard, like at Pelican Bay. 
right? Like yeah. a prison, like a fucking prison. That's how they treat school. So she was two for two. She's only going if Idris gets better tomorrow and Thursday. This, if I can do two more on-time deliveries of my child to school, it will be the first perfect week all year. And you know, we're, I'm, in, I'm, we're, I'm in we're in April. We're in April. That out there. That's <laughs> why do you put stuff like that in the universe? Of course, you're going to be able to do it. But touch wood, and that—that that is the, the horrible thing about getting them there early. And not only that, but somebody brought something up the other day that that's what we used to do with our afternoons and our weekends is we'd go to the school and we'd utilize whatever that was there, whether it be the fields or the equipment. And we'd play I'm at thinking, the school. I'm now thinking, they lock up like prisons. Yeah. And they used to have a nurses. I went uh, to, you know, Palm Desert Middle School, Washington Elementary School in Palm Desert. I believe they had eye drops in the, the nurses station. There was a real nurse and like a real medical thing at my school. And if you, if you got cut, they, you know, they, you know, took care of you. Or I broke my arm at school. They put a temporary cat splint on it. Oh, Nowadays, no, they don't now. touch <laughs> no. anybody, right? Nope. They don't dare touch anybody. <laughs> they call you and go, your kid needs uh, some aspirin. Can you come pick them up? <laughs> because they, you know, they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to give them anything. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's too many people sued. Maybe bad people ruined it. I don't know. But you're right that it is frustrating and it's annoying that it doesn't matter if you've got insurance. It only gets worse from where we are. Yeah. So I, you know, and I feel bad. I shouldn't complain about the healthcare system because it's what pays my rent. Right. But <laughs> on the one, but I mean, I, you know, and me and heaven joke about this. Would we give up our lifestyle for a better healthcare system, a more fair and equitable healthcare system? No. Uh, no. But why would you need to? You because know, that, those things are not. Uh, you know, you want to know why? You want to know why? So, as as crazy as it sounds, Aloe doesn't really make any money, but it pays us well. Where the three of us own it, right? I mean, we get to live a pretty comfortable life. I am doing an in-network outpatient, twenty-four bed, right, in okay. West LA. Been doing it for like six months. Great place called Momentum. If anybody's interested. It takes all comers, every insurance in network, all comers, right? Okay. So to fulfill what the health industry wants, what the insurance industry wants, I'm doing high quality outpatient with high quality, you know, it's, it's good. It's like, it's, it's, it's not as good as Aloe's outpatient program, but it's pretty close. It's a pretty nice house. It's got three houses and it's a beautiful building. So I wanted to have a place where kind of to relieve a little bit of guilt of Malibu, but also just to like do the right thing and have like anybody who needs help can go there, get help, get good quality care. There's a great therapist there. Um, and, and you know, you get a place to live and stuff like that. And I'm just trying to break even. Yeah. That is, well, I'm, and I'm not, su I'm not surprised. And it's like, I when I, I, when you know, because you have to build up a reputation referral sources and all that. So I figured first year is going to be rough. We're, uh, you know, open in September, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. Yeah. Seven months in. So, you know, this is rough going. So 
I can guarantee you there's not going to be high quality care for HMO in network things. There's just not going to, you can't afford to do it. Right. Right. So that's the broken healthcare system, right? It's just broken. It's broken everywhere. I look, it's broken in cancer. My, you know, I don't want to say a very close family member of mine has, has cancer. It's not, too scary. Looks like it's it's probably going to be all right. But they offer you what your insurance covers. Swear to God, this is the conversation with an oncologist. So we could recommend something that is covered by your insurance, which mm. is the old-fashioned generic chemotherapy, right? Brutal. Brutal. Mm -hmm. Fucking bedridden for six months to eight months. Lose your hair feel like you're dying right or right. for two thousand dollars a month there's this much better medication that is um proven more effective and and less side effects and you might not lose your hair and you might not be lethargic and sick and whatever and you but you have to pay two thousand dollars a month for that that's our oh. healthcare system that's our healthcare yeah. system and how i wonder how a doctor feels about that when they say, uh, depending on how much money you've got, you can either have shit care or decent care. No, but they don't explain it like that. They explain it. Well, you have this option, option number one, that's covered by your insurance and or, but if you like option number two, that's way, 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 way better. It costs you money. And so Americans, Americans protest to protect this healthcare system. That's the thing that's so fascinating to me. Don't they, Obama is going to take away my health care. There's going to be death panels. The death panels are at McDonald's, not at the health care system. Uh, the death yeah. panels are Coca-Cola, right? Yeah, the, don't drink the 62 ounce Coca-Colas. That's the right. Yeah. Well, that's why everybody's so sick. So, now fast forward or or go simultaneous to addiction right i sent you guys that fentanyl thing right the yeah. uh the fentanyl biggest uh, what was it chug the biggest haul in fentanyl history yeah 20 so some i did pounds, some research about pounds. these guys I did, I did some research about these guys i got their i got their i got their booking pictures these are just like two drug dealers like we were, or we had when we were kids. Like they're, they're not like big cartel pharmaceutical uh, experts. Yeah, no, they're they just were in like a minivan. Two obvious, they were in they're, yeah, they're in a minivan <laughs> with like enough fentanyl to kill Orange County. Two like dumb little drug dealer guys, right? It's yeah. just fascinating to me, like the, the, the way that we tend to think, oh, Oh, the fentanyl people must be much more sophisticated. And you look at these. Uh oh. There's no, they are not. <laughs> I would doubt they have a full 12, 12 years of education between the two of them. <laughs> you right? can tell by their face. <laughs> yeah, you can just tell. <laughs> tell by They're like a million guys I know. <laughs> They're like a million guys I knew back in the day. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, it, it's funny because we talk about With the most handling, the most dangerous drug ever created two dumb dudes in, uh, you know, in Buena Park, you know, 
this and we talk about all the time about how scary this stuff is but like i just had a guy come in today who's been doing fentanyl last like few months because he's a heroin guy but he couldn't get heroin anymore and he goes i don't know why everybody's dying from it it's not that difficult it's not that hard to figure out and it's just like because it's not consistent dude because those guys in the minivan from Wayne Park might cut <laughs> differently than the dudes with the freaking RV. Just, you know, we, we're not we're not sharing with those at home to so all our all our loyal listeners. So uh, last week in Buena Park on Beach Boulevard, right where I told you guys two years ago, and Chuck, you said, "Why do you keep picking on Beach Boulevard?" Because no, I know that's no, no, where no, the fentanyl no, no. is. That was the Huntington Beach thing. Oh yeah. Well, this was up Wayne Parkway. Yeah. But so the largest hall in in Southern California history of fentanyl confiscation. Oh. They arrested these two guys driving a minivan down Beach Boulevard with enough fentanyl to kill the entire county population. That's, and it's crazy that it would only take twenty <clears throat> pounds of a chemical to do that. That's <laughs> you know what I mean. So I, I, I so it was four. It was four. Uh, it can kill 160 pounds can kill 400 and seven uh 700,000 4 million 700,000 people and orange county only and they has, had it orange and county only it, has 3 million 800,000 so it could kill all the people in orange county with these two dudes plus a few in Santa, plus a few, yeah plus a few out in the valley <laughs> yeah another yeah. another yeah. or the, so or the million you could just come over Diamond Bar and come into the IE and kill yeah. another million out here. So, so think about that. This is these two guys. I wonder how they got stopped. They have a tail light out or something. Like that's how it happens usually. They were doing something stupid like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were. Yeah. And the whole thing you know, back of the That's the was- first rule. <laughs> That's the first rule of running dope is make sure your lights work. Yeah. Make sure your brake lights, your turn signals, make sure you keep it one mile an hour above the speed limit. Hands on 10 and two seat belt on. Think about when, think about when the cop flashes lights went through those two dumb little guys minds uh, was who we are dead when we don't <laughs> deliver this product, because if they're as dumb as you say, they were, they were just moving it for someone else. Exactly. Oh, I know. Oh, I forgot it was a about a couple that. hundred pounds of cocaine too. Oh yeah. They're so these, dead men. Yeah. Yeah. They're, so how much list the drugs, Mike, how much, what did they have in this minivan on Buena, on uh, Beach Boulevard, uh, Buena Park? Had, if you remember right correctly, nuts. they had 190 <laughs> pounds of fentanyl. They had 190 no, no. pounds no, of no, fentanyl. No, no, I thought it, I thought it was, it was 160 pounds of cocaine. In a minivan. Uh, are you looking it up, Chuck? In a minivan? Yeah, or else it was, uh, yeah. Chuck's looking at it. Yeah, because I don't remember. Two men charged. Just go with it, Chuck. It's all right. Read it. Read it, Chuck. 20 pounds of fentanyl, nearly 200 pounds of cocaine, and over 800 pounds of meth. Oh, that was it. So they got 1,000 pounds of drugs in a minivan, and they're just driving down the street. Yeah. Imagine. (laughs) So I want to imagine for a second. That a semi comes rolling down, you know, uh, one of the side streets and they run the light and they get plowed into and all the drugs just go spilling out into the air. How many people in a radius die? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like it within a mile. It depends on who you believe. It's like a fentanyl bomb went off, like in Ukraine. Well, like, don't give is, people ideas. Can you imagine? Oh my god! Instead of stuffing a bomb with nails, well, this guy's last name has got more letters, and it goes nowhere. R e y g o z a p a r e d e s. That just it's crazy long last name. No wonder he's confused. I mean, so anyways, has a hard time it, smelling Liam. So you think that they aren't the kingpins? They're like just the mules, right? They're just driving it from one safe house to the other, right? I would so, have to assume. So okay, so who lets two dumb guys take? How much is the value of that? Like a hundred million dollars or something? Right. Who I lets two dumb guys take off down the road in a minivan? With $50 million worth of product. <laughs> who, who does that? Yeah, the kids, maybe they were the, the bosses. They're not the bosses. They can't no. be the bosses. <laughs> Tell me that they're not the bosses. I would oh hope not. I, I would think the boss is somewhere, is somewhere probably south I, of I the border. Irvine. Where do you think the, the, the real the brains behind these operations are? Irvine. Uh, Laguna Niguel, maybe uh, Lake Forest. Do you think that somebody down in Lake Forest is storing fentanyl down in one of those safe houses? I, I don't just, know, but once the people I know started dealing in thousands of dollars, that's when they paid me to go deliver stuff. And this guy's dealing in millions. I'm sure that they are many people removed from that situation. Right. You you made it to the to that level. I was just the guy that you gave money to, and I would go score for you. He's a, not a dealer, but we put our money together. We'll be able to get more. But, <laughs> yeah, and you give me a hundred, and I'm going to put my hundred in. Then I don't have a hundred. I go and buy a hundred dollars worth. I steal mm -hmm. a little bit off the top, and then I bring it back and cut it in half with the person I bought it for. That was my <laughs> that was my go to. It worked for years as long as I was presentable. Once I became not as presentable and people didn't want me meeting them and you know at their house and their wife see me or something, or you know, meet me at, you know, they didn't want me at their house. So that I kind of fell off. Ironically, and I learned this years later when we gotta have him on the show. Have we ever had Khalil on the show? No. Well, we gotta have Khalil on. So Khalil was my client at PRC in like 2000, 2001 or something. And, uh, and he starts telling me who he was getting drugs for. And I said, those are all my clients. <laughs> and so what happened, <laughs> what happened was that I was starting to be untrustworthy, like in 94, say, kind of untrustworthy, not very presentable, no front teeth. I kind of didn't bathe a lot. So along <laughs> comes this kind of handsome hipster guy that's like, he'll go get your drugs. And he probably didn't rip them off as much. And so Khalil mm. moved in on my territory and, and mm. got like a lot of mm. my rock star clientele. Because when he told me, yeah, I used to get drugs for so-and-so. And I go, I used to get drugs for so-and-so. And he said, I, yeah, my main person I got drugs for was this person. I said, I used to get drugs for her all the time. And then I was realizing, like, I got replaced by Khalil. Because he's got younger, replaced by someone who more handsome, right. more presentable. Right. And, 
And that really bothered me. And as <laughs> sober really as you were, Bob, it still gave you a resentment. Didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> like these, because you know why? Because I thought these people were my friends. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Do you think strippers love you I too? Did. <laughs> one did. Mike knows that one did. Stormy. Stormy in, in, in Cincinnati. Remember Stormy? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was her real name. And Mike has that in a song about a stripper. Yeah. But I do think that that was that girl's real name. Her name was Gina. I think that was her name, right? Gina the Snake Lady. Gina the Snake Lady. Yep. That was her real name, Gina, right? Yeah. But I'm pretty sure the tattooed. girl I fell in love with, Stormy, that wasn't her real name. Yeah. Right. May, would, a, would, a parent, would a parent name their daughter Stormy? You know, what maybe, if she maybe. what if she wanted to be a newscaster and she was like Stormy Front or Dallas <laughs> Reigns or one of those things? But, who is it? <laughs> but Mike Mike wrote a song about uh, got stuck in Pittsburgh, fell in love, worst best kind of love, it only lasts a week with a stripper girl who did a naked dance with a five foot snake. One bottle of wine, she was my best friend. Then and then they never end. And then the chorus was Gina, the snake lady. I'm so glad I found you, Gina, the snake lady. In some way, you touch my heart. I hope this song makes up for all the money that I still owe you. That's a great <laughs> song. <laughs> I'm amazed when you can pull stuff out of your ass like that. And you remember it? Dude, that forward. was the greatest song ever. And we never recorded it. Did we try to record it, Mike? I don't know. I should I should re uh, I should revamp that. Yeah. And then the second verse says, "I don't even know if that's her real name." <laughs> <laughs> Gina the Snake. She was awesome. She was an you awesome person. When we saw her band uh, in her act. She had this giant uh, ball snake. python. Yeah, it was a yeah. huge ball python. And uh, she, but in the band, she would put the snake in her mouth, right? And put the whole <laughs> the snake in her mouth. Aye, aye, aye. So it was like, it was just really looked erotic, you know? And I was like, oh my God, I think I Except love Except reptiles carry diseases in their scales. Who cares, man? We were drinking so much alcohol. We just <laughs> killed all that stuff, Chuck. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But Gina's Gina's in Pittsburgh. Stormy is in Cincinnati, or the Kentucky side of Cincinnati, though. Gina lives in. Uh, Na Are you uh, still Arkansas, talk to her? Arkansas? Do you talk to her? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. She checks back and forth. But that, isn't that a great line, Chuck? I'm telling you, you're talking to. I know. I know. We make fun back and forth, or whatever. Mike Mart was the greatest songwriter in oh. Los Angeles from 1988. <laughs> To like the, 1995. For this long, Chuck. <laughs> you were you had a good run. <laughs> you had a and good here's run. Here's the thing, but it's and here's all the over thing. now. You know what he has Something to sounds show like an obituary. For, but wait, wait. You know what he has to show for all these great songs? Nothing. He didn't record three out of four of them. Uh, I recorded. It, it's a whole time. Bunch. It's time. It's time to hit that and get some recording. Did you now. record Bobby Kennedy? I did with Pete Anderson. Oh my God! Have you ever heard Chuck a song that and Mike I wrote called another version wait, of that? Wait, let me do the promo for you. Oh, did <laughs> you did you ever hear a song Mike did called "Across the Pond"? It's pretty good. It's it's mm, one no, of the most. If it's not on Tomorrow Shines Bright, then I don't know it. It is. It's 
It so across different. the pond. Yeah, but the demo of Across the Pond was better than the album version. Let's face it. I don't that know. Happens, ben, Mont- ben Montage played on the album version. It was much. Better. He played on the demo version too, didn't he? No. But so Josh then, Freeze, Josh Freeze played on the demo version. Shoes are dirtier than mine. Is on is yes. on an album. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Well. What's I like a, this song. I like the song where you throw it. Where you throw a tin can at the dog. Oh, speaking of dogs, look at uh, look at uh, Wiley's look at uh, Wiley Wiley posted oh, a picture yeah, of, at Coachella <laughs> with a Wiley little helmet at Coachella. On. At Coachella, yeah. <laughs> so let me let's get into Mike's songs. So oh. so when I really started hanging out with Mike, he just every day he would play a song for you. Me and J.K. and Pete would just be like, "What? When did you write that song?" Oh, just the other day. He wrote a song about Top Jimmy. He wrote a song about uh, what was the song? Um, oh God, there's so many great songs, and they didn't even have titles. He just said, "Oh, it's a song about Top Jimmy," right? It was the Top Jimmy <laughs> song, yeah. And there's one that I thought was about Top Jimmy. Me. I just thought I'd write this write song this song about, about you. you. It was, you know what so it was this- called, Bob? It was called The Hard Lived Man. That's right, Hard Lived uh, Man. Yeah. Okay, did you ever record that one? I did. I've recorded them but, all. No, see, but no, but recording means that they come out somehow and people can hear them. <laughs> and are they published? <laughs> That's what you're trying to say, Bob. Are they published <laughs> on an album? Some of them. Some of them are. Okay. Not. Now there's one that I thought was about me, Chuck, and yeah. I was very touched. I got I used to listen to it over and over again on a cassette tape, and I got a little choked up because me and Mike used to be Thick as Thieves, Blood Brothers. And he writes this beautiful song about a friend. And so I'm thinking, well, I'm that friend. And and then I think <laughs> I mentioned something about, like, am I am I that guy? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course you are. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then uh, when he Just gets like sober, that. when he gets sober, I tell somebody that song is about me. And Mike goes, it's, that song's not about you. It's about someone I Here's the line. It goes, one day it's rock and roll like an old Presley movie. And other days the rain just pulls down. Yeah. Take a long look, it's called. Take a long is look. that song about me or not? Yes, it is. He's lying now, Chuck, in public. No, it is. You know, you can write a song about and think about certain people, and um, there are certain people that are in that song, certain little parts, right? Like there's this one part in there that um, I've specifically wrote about this guy that I grew up with, Craig Curley. And then the rest of it is mostly just... Friend of mine that's a friend of mine that, that... that falls that song uh, no take a long look and take a long look because oh. yeah because you've been a good friend and i never could replace you that's where it started and then i just kind of went on to write about you oh so. good okay well started about one guy and it was about me chuck i'm telling you the guy was the greatest songwriter anyone knew so i was always looking up perry and anthony like, why am I not successful like Perry and Anthony? And I was so jealous of them and envious of them and angry and frustrated and whatever. And I and then once I accepted complete defeat, I think on the 91 Lollapalooza tour, um, and the competition had been going on for like five years prior to that, I just gave up and I was so depressed 
and so kind of fucked up by it that I didn't even want to address it for years and years. I didn't address it for till I was like 10 years sober, really, maybe six years sober. And what started happening was musicians would come up to me and I always felt ashamed. I always felt ashamed of my lack of success in music and like a loser. But people would come up to me and tell me how much Thelonious Monster meant to them. And I remember in the beginning when I was sober, I would just be like, oh God, I hate when people do this. Like they just feel sorry for me or something. And then mm -hmm. as it evolved, I started recognizing these people are sincere. This music meant so much to them. Right. Mm. And there's people right. like, that listen to our podcast, Chris Carey and Big James. And, and you know, there's, but, but how it would cool be a cult classic and not a uh, box office hit that fades away. People have, who have had big, you know, hits told me they wish they never wrote them because that was kind of the downfall of their band. Their band was one thing, then it just became about that song. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I've talked. Uh, to that's bullshit. I I call bullshit on that. I I would want to be nothing more than a one-hit wonder. That would be great. Write one song, buy some houses, and get out. Well, <laughs> well. But speaking of which, the psychedelic <laughs> furs guy Richard was my landlord for many years, right? And um, he owned that Laurel Canyon house that I lived in, and he has found so much acceptance it just seems he loves to go out and play those songs you know and, and they do it every, well they His go voice out every sounds summer amazing. and he's amazing but it's just like everybody has to come to grips with their music career and i think a lot of people don't and a lot of people just focus on the music they're doing now and they elvis costello being the king of it right elvis costello hasn't made a good record in like 30 years let's go over the johanna fest September uh, 30th concert. Look, do you guys know who's playing? Yeah, I've got it in front of I, me too. I'm you sure it's thing? Pearl Jam and it's Stevie No, it's Stevie Nicks, Eddie Vedder, Jack White, Pink, St. Vincent, who my, my kid is really into. Pink is playing Pink yeah, is playing Ohana Fest? Yeah, that's yeah. going to be awesome. And, and have you heard Billy's strings yet? Amy, my wife, turned me you on to him the whole thing a few only days ago. 15, He's the whole, amazing. Wait a minute. The whole thing only holds 15,000 people. Pink plays multiple nights at Staples Center. What is that going to be like? It's going to be awesome. I don't know, but we're going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to be there. Yeah. I, I want to see, see Stevie Nicks. Yeah, yeah. that's Friday night. That would be – I think I might have to take the Friday uh, off. Uh, when did, this, when did it get announced? This September, like in four months? Yeah. September and October 1st, September 30th, October 1st and October 2nd. Didn't it just October happen like two months ago? Yeah, when but they're making the, up. When, they're making when up. When was the last, the last time. one? Oh, because they're doing two yeah. in one year then. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Things are just flying by you because you have three kids, Bob. Is you had, one in, in this last year, no. you've had three kids, I think, haven't you? Yeah. I, yeah you know I've, had, I've had two in five one. years. Plural what? one might be playing, but this is just the, the the first thing out. Mike Campbell in the Dirty Knobs. So, you know, Tom Petty's old guitar player is uh, has got a thing he's trotting out with uh, so the Jack White. He's had, dude, band. he's had he's had that band for a long time. They played like Nicks small clubs. Pink Stevie Nicks and Pink are playing on a fest. And not that, that's amazing. That sort of beach. It's it's so cool the way it feels that it's it's a beach environment and it's so 
calm and cool and mellow and outdoors and people even walking when around Pearl in shorts Jam played, and flops. But wait a minute. Even when Pearl Jam played, you could walk around. There's no festivals that you can walk around when the headliner plays. It just right. seemed like, you know what I mean? It just seemed, well, it's beautiful. It's a great, I'll be there. I'll see Heck Stevie yeah. Nicks. Stand back, stand back. In the yeah. middle of my room, oh, oh, oh. I don't know. stand back, stand back. All right. Thanks for jumping <laughs> on. I'll let this in Las Vegas. Vegas. Don't fucking die. Between now and the next time we record, nobody died. Nobody listening died. Nobody on this podcast died. Don't die, everybody. And Bob, All don't right. eat at McDonald's, okay? It's That's a deal. I was it's there today. <laughs> you were there today. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. All right. I'll see you guys. Love you. Don't die. Bye. Bye.